this be true? Tis. <laughs> After years of living like paupers, the Bundys are going to do what the Rockefellers are doing. We're going to get our gas today from the full-serve pump. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. God, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I mean, I I really love you, Jamie. Aw, I love you. I love you, Dan. I love you guys. And I love you, that other guy who's here. Aw, I love you too. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. All right, that's enough. <laughs> well, I'm Jamie. I just got a new eight track of Hotel California. <laughs> and I'm Dan, the boo-hoo with the you-know-who at the zoo. It ain't Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm Tyler. <laughs> that's boogie. Yeah, let's <laughs> boogie, man. We have a special guest on the show, Tyler... Tigno himself. Uh, you know him from the Facebook group page. He's been there for a long time. Uh, big supporter of the show. Patreon. He got his ticket into the nudie bar. So how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. Here to talk about things that are not toilet related, like you could see on my uh, commentary with Jerry. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just for patrons only. Shh. Yeah. So three people could watch it. so uh now you have a very interesting way that you got into married with children oh yeah please tell us it's very unorthodox for a guy who's that into the show so let us know yes i'm a man who's gonna be turned 30 next year and i had never seen a episode of married with children up until about three years ago wow uh, yeah, uh, I lived in a household before internet that if your parents didn't want you watching something, guess what, kids? They could do it. <laughs> and they did. And uh, so it was cartoons only for me as a kid growing up. No, like, uh, raunchy stuff uh, with real people. What about Beavis and Butthead? Uh, yeah, they let me watch that. They, they, really? They're like, yeah, hmm. they're like, oh, Married with Children. That's not, that's too, like, vulgar. Here, watch Ren and Stimpy, Tyler. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, Even when they were whacking in Anderson's camper? I'm not. Are you the boys who are whacking off in my shed? Whacking off. near my butane. No, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I never seen an episode up until, like, three years ago when I saw the... Uh, the joke they did in the show Futurama with Katie Seagal's character, where out of nowhere she gets she dresses up like Peggy to make nice with this douche, this jerk uh, alien called Alzar. Get it? <laughs> Al, and she just walks out going, Al, I did my hair the way you wanted it, and all of a sudden there's just two rat people, I'm not kidding, rat people, sit next to them going, woo, yeah, woo, woo, woo. 
and I'm talking to my friend, like, what the heck is this? And they're like, you've never seen the show? He puts on the pilot. And then three weeks later, I had watched the entire series. Wow. <laughs> wow. With the exception of this episode somehow. Yeah, so check this out. Tyler told me as he was watching this, he's writing to me saying, I don't remember a single thing about this episode. <laughs> now, this is one of the bigger episodes for a fan of the show, so that was just mind-boggling. He Nothing clicked with him at all. The foot getting ran over, the shirt, nothing. Like, it was just crazy. So that's an interesting perspective in itself. I think it's like top five. Like this was this was one of those episodes that um, I probably saw the most before. So it's the exact opposite. Wow! Before I really started watching it, getting into it every episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is epicness. Yeah. I feel like this was made specifically for people. Like, all right, guys. Some executives like, okay, guys, we've got a bunch of people that are probably just <laughs> do it in your John Lovitz voice. Like, <laughs> all right, you people. We are going. We got tons of new sad sacks watching this show now, so we got to give them the real beats, the real hachi machi. Now break it all up <laughs> and action. And this is it. And it's called the Gas Station Show, season six, episode twenty-three. When Al can't pay his bill at the gas station, he is forced to do, to don a uniform complete with Habib name tag and work at the station. He spends the day being hounded by motorists as well as Peg and the kids. Director Jerry Cohen, writer Michael Moy and Ron Levitt. Wow, well that that explains a lot of this. You know, they didn't have a contract writer or whatever and uh, they did it themselves, so. Mm. Which is why I feel it looks so like this is a writer-driven show, like episode. Like we all hitting all the best beats mm-hmm. of Married with Children. Mm-hmm. Special guest stars: Phil Buckman is Joe, Colby Chester. This guy is a poor man's Phil Hartman. Right. <laughs> Leigh <laughs> Aries as Betty. I love her. She's from. Uh, she she played that dude's wife in the Jeep. She's from uh, Bloodsport. She's cool. Uh, Jeffrey Roth is Jim Jr. Marissa Theodore is Betty Jr. Andrea Thelaith as Stacy. Peggy Trentini as Ula. Heather Elizabeth Parkhurst. Now we know her. I've we've heard this name plenty of times as Hilgar. She was another one of these ladies. Uh, and Anna Keller is Karen. Now Elizabeth. She was Flopsy. Remember Flopsy with uh, Weenie Tot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which means she was also, because before she was Flopsy, she was somebody else, wasn't she? Uh, Almond in uh, Route 666 Part 2. She had one of the food names. Right. Yeah. Well, let's start off. Now, Tyler is going to have a big highlight segment on our show right off the bat. <laughs> because... We start this show off with Al Bundy watching Shenandoah, the uh, Jimmy Stewart movie. We're in trouble. Daddy's watching Shenandoah. (laughs) No, not the one where Jimmy Stewart beats all odds to preserve his family. You know when they crank up the theme song, Dad's gonna blow like a geyser. (laughs) 
You know, we heard this stuff with Hondo before, you know, he watched Psycho Dad before, but now it's a real movie and it's an emotional one. And guess who did the research to find out exactly what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. So I watched Shenandoah last night at like midnight. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. I downloaded it and watched it. It's available in like seven different streaming sites for like two bucks stuff, but... um it, there are other places you can find it for less than that. Uh, <laughs> was it worth the watch? <laughs> it was. I love Jimmy Stewart. I think he's one of the greatest actors of all time. Uh, and Mary, Mary, look, everyone give me money so I won't kill myself. Like, Merry so- Christmas, movie house. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I feel so much pressure to do a Jimmy Stewart oh. now. <laughs> yeah, come on, Dan. Where's your line? <laughs> like, he- Clarence! Clarence! <laughs> no, that's done nuts. <laughs> like, if there are any, uh, like, you know, younger audi- audience members listening to this and who remember the movie Fi- American Tale, Five Goes West. I remember that. Of well, that was Jimmy Stewart's last uh, voice acting or slash acting role ever. He died a year after making that. He was um, Wild Irk, the uh, dog who teaches Tiger how to be a dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, you, you should be like teaching the youth of you America. You smell like a dog. You gotta bark like a dog. Bark! Bark, you jerk! <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I love Jimmy Stewart. I have the Jimmy Stewart, like, box collection. Um, yes, I do. And it's got all the favorite hits. Shenandoah is not on there, and I don't oh. know why. Oh, does it have Winchester 73? Yes, it does. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Jimmy Stewart's. Uh, I love FBI, I love FBI. Jimmy Stewart, and I also love westerns. Put them together, and boom! Well, this isn't really a western. I thought it was. You hear a name like Shenandoah, uh, I it, it's about uh, it, it's it's really amazing. You look at it, you think it's going to be like a western. If Al Bundy's watching, you think it's totally going to be like a Hondo kind type deal or a John Wayne thing. No, it's literally about a man who has like. 50,000 kids, all of them in their 30s, um, on a farm in Virginia during the Civil War. And it's about, it has comments on slavery, uh, nationalism. Like, this is a movie that uh, people who didn't grow up in America would have to do their research to understand because they do not do any exposition about the Civil War, what's happening. You just got Confederate soldiers walking around doing crap. And uh, I'm not going to lie, guys. I know what scene Al is watching in the episode. Oh, God. He starts doing that, Al. <laughs> crying. You wussy. I actually did something I never have done in a, watching a movie ever. I openly cried wow. while watching Shenandoah. You've never done that before? I ever? have never. I've, I've felt the urge, you know, like you, you feel like the, your chest swell up during a very intense emotional scene in a movie. Oh, yeah, like in Ghost. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us. Did you cry when Al did during that theme song at the end? Absolutely. Like that. Wow. The, the, I, no, I cried beforehand and then I stopped because it, the movie just like took a complete turn. And then I looked at the how much more time is left? Probably like, what, 20 minutes? 
three. Oh crap. And then I go back to it and I'm like, then the theme starts playing and then the climax happens and it gets me again. And I start blubbering again. And I'm just like, if my family walked in right now, I'd be like, I would be doing what I was doing. Like pointing at the TV, pointing at them and like, <laughs> you know what's going to happen now. Come here. Family meeting. <laughs> well, tell us the truth. Is it more emotional when you watch that part of the movie or coming on here with us? Oh, coming out here with you guys. <laughs> oh, he's going to openly cry. <laughs> this is a movie that nobody ever talks about. You don't ever hear anyone bring it up, but I really do think it's worth a watch. And some, I thought they made it up for the episode. Like, Shenandoah. And I'm like, oh, dang. It's some I think every like time you guys off. are talking about Sharon Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm like, is this a special? Oh, she's amazing on BH90210. I know, I've been watching. It's good. God, that movie makes you think. Family meeting! <laughs> Family? Comes a time in the life of every man. Can we just skip through the speech, Al? And get straight to the punishment that you will inflict upon us for being your family. <laughs> what is it this time, honey? You gonna get out the horseshoe set? Boys against the girls bocce? Oh, no, Al. Not the boo-hoo with you-know-who at the zoo. No, Pink, because we're no longer allowed in the zoo. <laughs> Thanks to young Mr. Bundy, who answered the question, what happens when you feed a panda pop rocks? Now, doesn't that sound like a great... It's almost like when I fed the ducks, Vicodins. <laughs> oh, that's, you know what you should have gave him? You should have gave him those snap crackle things, like those firework things you throw on the ground that make the snap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> now that I hear Bud did this, doesn't that kind of make you guys curious? Don't you just want to, like, put Pop Rocks and a wadded up piece of bread and, like, chuck them over the gates into these animals' areas and just see what happens? <laughs> You're giving a bunch of sociopaths out there. Some really <laughs> awful ideas. Don't do that. Right? <laughs> I'm emailing PETA. They're doing it right now. Like. Don't do it. And <laughs> and it won't make their stomachs explode unless you give them pop. Right. <laughs> Look oh, at Jamie yeah. giving you the whole formula. Don't do it, guys. But if you do, you're going to need pop. Which was proved by uh, Joshua Jackson. In, in Urban, Urban Legend. Legend. That's right. Yes, yeah. Exactly. That's Mikey so likes good. it. <laughs> and I wasn't the one pointing at the leopard yelling, how many animals died for that coat? <laughs> that was so good. That was really good. That was a subtle, that was like a kind of a subtle joke that sort of slid in under the radar, but it was really, really funny. That also fits into what you were saying about the writers as well, because this really does feel like an all hands on deck, like they were just having so much fun with it. They were like, okay, where can we take them next? And within the context of everything that happened, it just felt like they were firing on all cylinders from, from the jump. From that joke in particular, too, it just fits in perfectly. This is one of those rare episodes, I think, where every single joke might have worked. I mean, there might have been some that were just, let's just say, uh, grade levels, like most of them were A's. They're, they're, they might have snuck in a B-. minus. Then, <clears throat> the way they present the next joke, at least I didn't moon the monkeys. You think Kelly's talking to Bud. And then they all look at Peg and she hangs her head in shame. <laughs> you could see that she was so, smiling too while she had monkey, her head. Monkey yes. Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, she was. So Katie Seagal was trying not to laugh. 
Yeah, you could see it on her face. Like you, even though her head was down, you could see her smiling. And I just I thought that was kind of funny because <laughs> she's just over there. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but that was a good one. Yeah, because you assume that's a Bud joke. Mm-hmm. And nope, that was Peggy. That's awesome. And then Bud's like, well, at least I didn't turn her in. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you guys think about that? Because you know we talk about like when the audience claps sometimes and how like you know it either throws them off or it kind of works for them. How do you feel when something like that happens? Where like you know like they do it all the time on Saturday Night Live, right? Um, do you guys like that kind of style where they they kind of break character and just start laughing? Yeah. Oh yeah. And do you like the fact that they keep that in the show, too? Yeah. Absolutely. It changes everything about the show. I feel like I'm part of that audience. Right. It doesn't bother me at all. There, There is a show on right now. It's a competition show called Bring the Funny with comedians. Yep. And there was a comedian who performed a few weeks. Kenan Thompson is one of the judges. Oh, and God. Jeff Foxworthy and Chrissy Teigen are the judges. And wow. there was a guy who performed the other day and he was laughing like through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And this is what killed me. Kenan Thompson called him out for it. What? And really? said, it's just not funny when you laugh at your own jokes. And I'm like, dude, have you watched your episodes of Saturday Night Live? Because that's like all. Everyone. He laughs through every skit he's ever done. And now he's going to call out this guy for being, you know, a, like an amateur comedian and doing it. Well, at least I didn't ask the girl chimp to my prom. Hey, and that was a hot chimp. <laughs> <laughs> what, you Maybe it was one of those chimps chimp from the end of the other episode where they're <laughs> it, they were all dolled up wearing wigs and the Kelly one. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, Bud's tired of his blow up dolls. He wants something that can touch him back, like hug him back. <laughs> they are wearing thin. You give them some pop rocks. You never know. <laughs> kids hold it. Hey, now I think we're missing the point of Shenandoah. Families are meant to be together. We don't want to be together. You have no choice. <laughs> I dedicate today as Bundy Sunday Fun Day. <laughs> and so it ends. <laughs> now, here's the plan. We're going to take a Sunday drive. In the Dodge? <laughs> Just for that, you ride in the back seat with your mother. Now, anyone else have any problems with the Dodge? <laughs> I have somewhat of a question for you guys, though, just this setup altogether, right? So he's inspired by watching the Jimmy Stewart movie, right? But but this is not indicative of Al. It's the opposite. It's always, um, you know, the family clamoring for Al's affection, right? In this instance, it's the – well, that, right, exactly. (laughs) But it's the opposite – because obviously, you know, Al's Al's all for it. They are so all against it at all costs. Like, do you, you think? Be, the, oh, absolutely. You if you walked home and your dad's like, "Son, come here. We are going to have a family outing today in the car now." Like, right. That's not really right. what they want. Right? Well, it's, this always happens to Al. Remember when they went to the beach because he watched that that commercial or something he's like or he said let's be like that eight is enough family right (laughs) and um he that's how television seems to get him emotional right once it triggers this so this is very in character of al you know like this is great because this is we all know that's al that's what he does 
you, you know you know what I think you guys nailed it though and when Tyler also said that they they just want money you're right I'm mistaken the the affection for them just wanting stuff from him so you're absolutely right like they never really love him they just want something from him but I I, I guess I was thinking like in some instance it'd be nice if like you know they cut him some slack and like did something that wasn't directly related to them getting something. But we're talking about the Bundys here. Yeah. And, but there's levels of how they do that too. Right. Like one of the best scenes ever in this entire series and this entire show is, <laughs> is Al's staycation <laughs> that, that he like barricades himself off and they're just, and, but Peggy, who will do whatever, will steal anything from him. will turn him into the authorities. It's just like, <sighs> I can't do anything about this. Right. Right. <laughs> the couch is, yeah. She respects the, the doggy gate or whatever that is. <laughs> right. you know, they know the level. If we don't give him this, right. he's going to murder us in our right. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, yes. he'll run amok. Right. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you now, but I have a special surprise in mind. You got a bumper sticker that says my other car is my feet? <laughs> you used your finger to make a really cool racing stripe in the dirt on the side of the car? <laughs> you got a new eight track of Hotel California? <laughs> we can crank it as we're towed down the freeway? <laughs> Don't make me kill you on family day. <laughs> no, I say we all put on our finest clothes. We're in them. Pack ourselves some fiddles. We have none. And pile in the car for a day of fun. A day of family, a day of love. The next scene is you see Al, Peg, and Bud. They have to push Al's car to the gas station. Now, clearly, we come to find that, well, okay, it depends how far you want to take this future joke, which I love, but it's a joke. They're not pushing it because they ran out of gas. You know, that's not why they're pushing this car. Really? No, it couldn't be. Listen, I love the joke that's coming up, but there's no way a guy flicking his finger towards a, a, the the gas tank is going to fill his car up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's also yeah, no they, way to push oh, a car with a brake on. Gas in it. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so and they drive away, so there's no way on earth that that's why they're pushing it. So basically, this car just broke down. Like, remember the episode where the kids were like, "Yeah, I saw me and my friend saw you pushing the car along the freeway." He goes, "Did it ever occur to you to come out and help, Dad?" And he was like, "Well, it's hot out." <laughs> <laughs> my, my other cars, my feet, like. <laughs> so that's all that's happening here. The Dodge just doesn't work again. That's all. Al, did Al, did you notice when uh, the the gas station uh, price signs of how much money it was? A dollar thirty, a dollar thirteen a gallon. Oh. I, I remember when gas I, was. 89 cents a gallon. Oh, wait, did they actually have the coin slots so you could put it in there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I remember but, when a dime bag cost a dime. But I actually remember when it was cheaper than that, but that is when I started driving. It was 89 cents a gallon. And then it just went skyrocketed. Oh, and then it was the road. insane. <laughs> I started at like a dollar ten. 
I Back was when you give somebody $5 for gas money and that was actually okay. Like, he was like, here, I'll give you gas money if you take me to wherever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You throw them a five. <laughs> you like, you just filled half my tank. Yeah. I started driving. Jamie, you'll remember this. Michigan went through a weird thing where gas dropped to like a dollar fifty or something in like 2008, 2009. Wow. It was insane. I remember buying my used car. It had like... It was just above the E for gas, and I went right to the speedway right next door. I gave the guy a 20, filled my tank, and got like a buck and a half back in change. Wow. Now 60 doesn't fill my tank. Yeah, like <laughs> you need at least 40 for me. Like, But no, no, I did the um, – because like I'm a nerd. I watch a lot of like uh, 70s, 60s shows and stuff, and they I love when people bring up prices and stuff. They're like <laughs> – like, what? You owe me 75 cents for that pizza. And I'm like, oh, crap. I got to look this up. <laughs> so I have this I have this inflation thing on my phone. Jamie could do it for you. Yeah. Oh, she, does, she does it for you. Though. I was like, I have my uh, app for that. Um, do you go behind it, and check my numbers when you're listening to the show? Oh, oh no, no, no. I trust you. I trust you. My app oh, that's is a bad idea. Vo- my app is actually <laughs> your voice telling me the t- telling me the numbers. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> like how well, much do, was a chocolate do, shake in 74 James? i do side gigs i do side voice work gigs so that wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if, but, you uh, ever, if you ever get on public transit that's your voice in the in, only in lincoln nebraska <laughs> that i can barely hear over the intercom no. <laughs> but no i was looking at the the price and i looked up the episode uh, air date it's 93 i was a little pudgy three-year-old baby and i uh Looked it up, so ninety three. I'm doing it right now. Dollar thirty. It is. This is taking way too long. Two dollars and twenty nine cents a gallon. Uh, if you adjust for inflation, so gas sucked in Chicago for decades. Wow, <laughs> that's that's high for that. Wow. That's what. <laughs> Sixty-four bottles of beer on the wall. Sixty-four bottles of beer. One of them bottles. You stink, Al. Why isn't Kelly pushing? Drop dead, you little duty. Shut up, Melania. Now this is Monday, Sunday, fun day. I'll not have you ruin it for me. Pumpkin, you put the car in park, honey. Oh, I already did that before you started pushing. (laughs) All right, all right. I'm fine. Come on, Al. Now look, when this car ran out of gas, you promised that if we helped you push, you'd let us in on this big surprise that you have for us. So what is it, Al? Tell us. Are you dying? No. But if you were the least bit observant, you'd see what the surprise is. After years of living like paupers, the Bundys are going to do what the Rockefellers are doing. We're going to get our gas today from the full-serve pump. Oh. <laughs> like, is this the stupidest thing you ever heard? Well, they seem to be excited about it. They're still excited after pushing the car. Jamie, is there a full-service station in this state? I feel like you would get shot if you asked in Michigan for that. Like, I what? don't, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't recall ever seeing one. No, I used to use one in Georgia and um, 
like in New Jersey, it's illegal to pump your own gas. So yeah, you'll blow yourself up. You have to have. So Alex is over there going, "What are you guys talking about?" Wow, you losers stuff? pump your own gas. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> I just sit there, man. Do you make your wife pump your gas? Nobody does it. We have a jockey. No, nobody does. Oh. <laughs> he lives in New Jersey. <laughs> you got a jockey. You got a jockey in the back of your trunk. We have Joe do it. <laughs> With the long hair. The first time Alex pumps gas, he's like diesel. Well, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's diesel. Yeah, I'll pick that one. Ah. I use the I use the green pump. Green means healthy, right? <laughs> green means go green. Have you ever Have you ever pumped your own gas? Uh, me, yeah. Okay. okay good. Well, I do it every day, though. <laughs> At work, we pump our own gas for like. Oh, our- okay. Oh, we oh, drive yeah. our vehicles like to the back of the uh, the whole yard there, and then there's a gas station or a pump. Do you hold the nozzle or do you flick the thing with your finger Dude, to hold it? Ours do not stay when you flick the thing, so you got to stand there every. Oh, time. same here. Like the the wheat gas stations in this states are so disgusting; they don't replace the handles for anything. <laughs> so. um <clears throat> So full service is uh, a thing. Yeah, so people, a lot of people from Jersey and uh, Oregon probably listen to the show. Connecticut. There, you have (laughs) gas jockeys. That's the weird thing, though, because full service. So even in states where you have to pump your own gas, there was a guy who would do it for you only at the full service, I guess. Yeah. Yes, you it's could, a whole yeah. separate pump area that you pull up. You pull up. Uh, most of them have a thing that dings when you drive over it. Right. You lower right. your window down, and then someone comes out and they ask you. I've been to one fairly recently in Connecticut, and it's just they'll, they'll ask uh, full part or uh, or quick. Uh, quick means just a quick fill up and let me go. Uh, Semi means uh, check the air pressure in the tires. Stuff mm-hmm. that can be done while the gas is actually being pumped. Full mm-hmm. service, they will take your the hood off your car. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that. They will check under the hood. When he, yep. he was right, you're four and a half quarts empty. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's not out too of the much. Five quarts. If you want me to fill that up for you, they will pour the oil in there. They will fix minor repairs because it's a mechanic who's doing it. Um, you got to pay for all of this, right. but it's uh, you don't have to get out of your car. That's the main thing. Well, and, and also we have them in Massachusetts as well, but uh, with the with the Massachusetts Massachusetts as well, <laughs> and uh, you can you know they have like a little station in the middle of the gas pumps as well where they sell cigarettes out of as well. So a lot of times you go up buy gas and get smokes at the same time, and they come right to you. Same thing, full service. <laughs> they got a we'll woman do. walking around, cigarettes, <laughs> yeah, on, on skates, yeah, on roller skates with selling fries, but. Uh, um, you can do that, but see, one of the main things though is like you know, like kind of a glitch. With as much as we progress with technology, it's these little things that get you. So when they're doing that, and you know, you put twenty dollars in or whatever, it takes you know a pretty decent amount of time to fill up your tank. But it's not even half the amount of time as that last dollar. Oh, yeah, it slows down so they don't give you a dime over, yeah. Exactly. Dude, that and that's so annoying. 
so that's it's actually why- a fail safe so the pumps don't explode by the way so just letting <laughs> you know there's a there is a reason i'll take that risk tyler i don't want to wait 10 hours for i like at that point i'll take the 1950 like this is taking way too long i gotta i got a movie to watch here but like yeah you know how every gas station has that one slow pump and like and like you pull in you pull into your gas station and you're like please yep. please please or please. somebody else and is pumping gas on the other side and you're using the same pressurized pump and it's just like oh god this guy's filling up a hummer uh yeah <laughs> i'm never getting out of here but like yeah you pull up and you're like please 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 give me the faster one and no that's oh, the only one left <laughs> oh man full serve jamie full service during the winter in michigan wouldn't that be amazing that would be the best because I I I hate I hate it and plus <laughs> I hate it a lot. I am I, I cursed. hate the winter. I'm cursed. No, I I love the winter. I hate getting out of my car at the gas station. But um, <laughs> I also have a lifelong curse with tires, and I and this is a true story, and I don't know why, but I have always been cursed when it comes to tires. I'm constantly having to put air in my tires. I will buy all brand new tires and. At least one of them will require air. And Jamie, you should just breathe the stuff that's around. Yeah. Just get the stone tires. Like so, they, they never I am forever having to stop by the, the gas station I go to. You get free air if you, you get, get gas. Free buy a pack of cigarettes. Awesome. Yeah, you get. <laughs> yeah, you get. Um, if you buy gas, then they give you the code for the air machine, and you can get free air. So they give you the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> awesome. All right. So you bought, here's the code now. If you want to fill your tire. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, but I'm constantly having to do that, and I hate that in the winter time because in the winter time, you know, the air shrinks anyway, right. and my. <laughs> so my tires That's the only thing that shrinks in the wintertime, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid low air went, light oh, is always like on in my car. Tube. It went back inside. No. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, so when Bud summons the attendant, how obnoxious is the way he beeps that horn? Now, who wants to be the one to honk the horn to summon the attendant? Oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. All right, now, now, how does a father choose? <laughs> Let the boy do it. Now, isn't that a little obnoxious? Hey, Peg, we're paying 25 cents extra for a gallon. He'll take it and like it. And Peg actually calls him out on it, which I, you know, I was like, hey, good for her. She's usually the obnoxious one. <laughs> right. She's calling other people out for being obnoxious. You know, Peg uh, knows all about full and self-service. So. Oh, <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't go with a joke like that in this episode. But at least who did it for our show? Come on, you rummy. Fully serve us. What can I do it for you, folks? Uh, we'll have $2 worth of regular. <laughs> this guy this gas attendant joe he is awesome this guy um not a chest hair on him <laughs> phil buckman is his name and i call him equate uh anthony Kiedis. yes i thought he was the cousin of mondo Mongo. Like, I love that. I got a brother named Mondo. I got a brother named Joe. (laughs) This guy, his hair is phenomenal. I mean, I'm sorry. It's It's gorgeous. Kind of weird to say, but. You know, he cut it off. He cut it off in the mid 90s. Right in the mid 90s because 
He was on 90210. There was an episode, uh, a whole thing where David manages um, because he got into the music business and the first band he signed was these guys. It was him and his friends, this guy, the gas station guy. And uh, they had all these like racial, like anti-Jewish, anti, like I think anti-black maybe, (laughs) like little like peppered lyrics in there that you just, it's mostly sounds like screaming, but then you start reading the lyrics and it was a whole thing. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> David's Jewish, by the way. <laughs> this guy was on that episode, and he already had short hair. And it was only 1996. So oh, can you wow. imagine having this hair in 92, and within four years, it's gone? He was also one of the uh, lead characters in An American Werewolf in Paris. <gasps> That's what he's from! Yeah. Yo! And, oh uh, he did a guest... opened up. He did a guest spot on... The first time I ever saw him, and I thought he was Anthony Kiedis, I totally did. The first time I ever saw him, he was on Frasier. And what? the whole... What was the he whole, doing? He just had a, a guest, like a, a guest spot as some... I think he was a kid who was interning in the radio station or something like that. Oh and I, the whole time, I thought it was Anthony Kiedis. I, and... And it was way later when I learned that, um, nope, different guy. And then I kept seeing him. And then he was in American Werewolf in Paris. Which you can check out on Liking It. That's right. You can on <laughs> oh, the, wow. the latest episode of Liking It. You, you knew you were going to drop that episode and people would just be like, oh, snap. That lineup is fire on that episode. It is so funny Good because plug. so many people are like, what? <laughs> are, they, are they liking it? Yeah, I'm getting some really good feedback. <laughs> right on. Go. People are excited that it's back, and so am I. Everybody is. He's known as, uh, there, there's websites like Celebrity Twins, and it's him and Anthony Kiedis. So, like, he even had, remember when Anthony Kiedis went through that, like, uh, emo hair phase where he had that, like, it yes. was long hair, but you know you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, that emo type hair. This guy had that during, um, I think, Frasier, uh, the Frasier period, or the Drexel's, he was on Drexel's class, too. <laughs> and this guy had that emo hair. It's almost like he was trying to look like Anthony Kiedis in a weird way. Wait, so what was the, what's his name again? Uh, Phil Buckman. Phil, God, I love that name. Phil Buckman. Phil Buckner. Like Phil Buckner? Is it Buckner or Buckman? Buckman. <laughs> Dan's Phil just messing Buck- with me. Oh, okay. Phil Buckman. That just sounds like somebody I would hang out with. Like, hey, Phil! Hey, Buckman, get over here. Like, just, uh... <laughs> He's 10 years older than me. He was born in 69. Whoa! So nice! Was, so, how old is he in this episode? No, I'm then? looking at pictures of him. That's why I'm saying it. I'm like, am I gonna look like that in 10 years? <laughs> no, I mean, nice that he was born in 69. But no, like, I love this dude because he looks like just, he just looks like some actor who had, like, the world's biggest edible and then went on and shot this episode because he is just just not caring, and I love it. Oh, I love his reactions to all this demeaning stuff, too. Like, he, do, he, he you, you got to admire it in a way where it could actually guide your life in a way. Because it's almost like we should treat everyone like that. Like, there are such obnoxious people who try to bring you down in life. And this guy is just not phased. And it's almost like, man, I really should do this. Where's that full service smile? Hey, we we don't have that money. And he's just like, 
<laughs> right. Like I kind of his his whole pers- his whole thing here is really a great model for life. Uh, oddly enough, yeah. Ha- eat a huge edible every single day before you start your life, and just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I-, I feel like people that know truly, truly what their what their actual job is and what impact that has on society. When you have it into perspective, then you can just kind of go on with your life and and you're you're happier that way. When you take your job too seriously and get frustrated at stupid stuff like and just get all out of whack. Like I think like that's the goal is to always be as calm as like the the as full Joe. service like gas you, station like if you yeah. work in the food industry and somebody comes in and asks you to feed them, <laughs> Jamie, you just got <laughs> Oh, I think about that every day now because I'm in the food service and just be like, "Can I buy a pizza? And could you feed me that pizza slice, please? <laughs> <laughs> Can you feed it to me?" <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> but Jamie didn't let that bring her down. She's just like, "How much extra you want?" <laughs> she takes a big sigh. Here comes the airplane. <laughs> you want the airplane? I'm like, well, you know, noises. <laughs> that's gonna require a bigger tip, right? You know, <laughs> you know that. Here's right? a tip: go back to college now. Feed me. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, but uh, what I like about Joe is that he doesn't let his job define him. Like, you know, normally a gas station jockey or whatever would look be looked down upon, I guess, in society or whatever. But, and that's how they're looking. And believe it, a shoe salesman is treating this guy like this. Isn't that – that's the funniest part. He didn't even make fun of the car. He just casually takes that hood off like it's no big deal. And he's like, oh, your engine box cracked. This, this, <laughs> this engine part hasn't been made in 50 years. Uh, hear that? You want me to fix it? He was impressed that it was holding up under all the duty. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you rummy. Fully serve us. What can I do it for you, folks? Uh, we'll have $2 worth of regular. <laughs> Joe removes this rag that Al has in place of a gas cap. I love that. I was like, what happened to the car on their way there that they had to do that? I'm like, oh, that's just a gas cap. <laughs> so Joe touches the end of the nozzle and flicks a drop of gas into Al's tank <laughs> to try to say that's what you get for $2. There'll be anything else, sir. <laughs> yes, there will be. Now, listen, that's probably the greatest joke on earth, and it, it really does – it's a statement to the gas – you know, the oil companies, you know, all this stuff. It's really amazing. That was I, walk, I walked into a McDonald's once, and I was such a jerk. And I was like, what can I get for a quarter? And I put the quarter on the counter. The guy turned around, grabbed a French fry, and put it on the <laughs> counter. <laughs> Perfect. And I was like, deal. <laughs> but wait, here's, here's the only flaw in this perfection of a joke. There's Somehow there's a flaw in perfection. The gas, like you said, Tyler, was like, what, $1.19 or whatever? So yeah. Al could have got basically like a gallon and a half of gas, not a drop. Check under the hood. <laughs> hey, look at that. It's the first time I told somebody to do something, he's actually doing it. Yes, honey. It's also the first time you've had two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, like you said, lifts 
he lifts the hood and it comes off entirely and he sets it on the side of the car didn't it sound like plastic to you did you hear that when he when he pulled it off and set it down it sounded like plastic oh don't you love the sarcasm in this show it is amazing down four quarts of oil I'm gonna put it in hey how many paychecks do you think I get in a week buddy No, just check something else. (laughs) Out of the five you need for every car. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, how many paychecks do you think I make in a week, buddy? And you know what? I, or no, no, I get in a week. And I have used that line so many times for some dumb reason. I'm like, hey, how many paychecks do you think I get in a week, buddy? That's so great. Like, You think I can afford to eat? What the heck? Yeah, like when they say something simple, I'll still say, how many paychecks do you think I get? Like, <laughs> it's really not a lot of money. What do you mean? Oh, uh, Al, I got to ask, um, this. what do you guys think about uh, this set? Oh, yeah. It looks great. I love it. Yeah. If you if you look in the background while they're standing there, you can see some dude in the back moving around at a register. So I'm like, is this in front of an actual like convenience store? And did they just set up a bunch of like things Pumps. to make it look like there was a gas station? Yeah, like because mm. I'm like, there's like an extra detail in the background that just made it look more realistic. I didn't even notice that. That's great. And you just see some hands moving around, like. <laughs> I didn't even think of, I guess the lighting didn't look authentic, like sunlight or anything. So I guess it definitely was still in a studio, right? I mean, did you guys get that sunlight feeling out of this or no? No, I mean, you're right. I think that's, I guess. It was just that they had a guy with windows that you could see in the background. They could have literally just put a cardboard cutout of the Quickie Mart in the background. (laughs) And my brain would have made, like filled in the rest right but no like they put dimension into it i like it yeah and i typically notice stuff like that and i like it i was watching a western the other day and they were having uh no they were having a conversation inside a saloon but if you looked through the window outside the saloon you could get in the bushes no (laughs) you could see two guys standing off to the side a little bit having a conversation that had nothing to do with what was going on inside and it didn't matter but it was just a little touch that they put two guys outside you know just chatting yeah they're stage hands like get out of the shot (laughs) those two guys were talking about that uh podcast cut to the chase really good (gasps) Yeah. <laughs> They're like, when is that next episode coming out? <laughs> they are killing it this year. <laughs> well, your engine block is cracked. And- <laughs> like, that's like a major problem, man. If your engine block is <laughs> That made my heart, like, skip a beat. I've had bad car problems. I've over... I've, like, seized up an engine before... And we're, you're like, all right, I guess I'm getting a new car now. Because, like, it's, it's just, no wonder they're pushing it. <laughs> oh, God, your engine block is cracked? Too serious? That car's not starting. Like, it, right. it's starting, it's not starting, or it's catching fire. <laughs> so, I think I've told this story to you guys before. I don't know if I've ever told it, like... To Tyler? On air to Tyler, yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> never heard this story, Dan. Okay, all right. So I think it was my second car. And and I was young, and I was stupid, and I'll never make this mistake again. As opposed to now, when you're older and smarter. I'm just a lot older, <laughs> a lot balder, and a lot stupider. <laughs> 
any one of my co-hosts can attest to that. But uh, no, I, that literally happened. My engine seized up because I, I didn't put enough oil in. Like, oh. it turns out that I had a leak. I was just unaware that I had the leak. So I was just going and There's people told no me like. no warning. No. It happens out of nowhere. And, and like, I deserved it though, because it was one of those things where. Um, no, you didn't. One day I put it in, and then the next week I checked it, and it was literally down, like you said, like four of the five quarts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, something's wrong here. Oh, well, I'll fix it later. Like, and it was one of those things where I was just young, and I put it off. Engine seized. That was it. Mm. Was it a nice car? No. That just what? happened. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Was it, Dan? Was it nice? Was it yeah, car? it was a truck. It was a, a F one fifty. Ooh, found on the road, dead, huh? Yeah, car. <laughs> but actually, I ended up I ended up selling it for a pretty decent amount to a guy who fixed them up. So it was all worth it. I have like random catastrophic things happen. I've had a timing belt break. Uh, actually, a timing chain. You should use nylons. A timing chain. Chain. Yeah, which which. That's it. It was over. I was driving down through downtown Atlanta. I had just gone on the walking on the Walking Dead tour, and I was driving awesome. through downtown Atlanta on the way back up to Athens. Yeah. And I'm on 75 <laughs> North in the middle of downtown, and I threw a rod. And <laughs> you threw wait wait you threw a rock a rod. A rod. Oh, <laughs> I just pictured you driving down Atlanta throwing rocks out of your window. No, no, no. She threw a rock and hit a police car. My car <laughs> threw a rod, which can actually, like, there have been all the time. Like, it'll, like, come right through the hood. It never did that. My It didn't do that to me. But anyway, I threw a rod. I'm on the, so I'm on the side of the road waiting for a tow It was the middle of the summer, and I had to wait two hours for a tow truck. <laughs> On a Saturday, and then I had to get towed all the way back to Athens, and that's it. That car's dead. I mean, there's. There was to do with it. So I'm that's sorry. I bought my new car. I'm sorry, Jamie. I am not laughing at the idea of you being towed. That's terrible. I hate that happened to me. I'm just laughing at you, just like at a red light going do 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 do, and then like start accelerating, and all of a sudden the rock comes through your hood. Something shoots out of your hood. Uh, <laughs> that's great. She thinks it's like the alien popping out of her stomach. <laughs> Oh my god, as far as me getting towed, I used to get towed all the time. I had this BMW. It was an 83 BMW and this I loved this car so much. I kept pouring money into it because I love the car, but right. at one point I couldn't make left-hand turns because it would die. <laughs> she um, could only drive clockwise. I got towed so many times while I was driving that car that the tow truck guy knew me. And so he was oh, like, God, it's Jamie. All he right. Kept picking me up and he's like, again. And I'm like, yeah. Did you wow. have like a, did you have like a, a punch card? Like after you oh, have so many toes, I should you get have. Like no, but I had, I had triple A. They actually um, stopped fixing it. He just towed her around everywhere she wanted to go for now. <laughs> she sat in her the car. The first Uber driver. He's <laughs> like, Jamie, up. do you just want a ride? Like, I'll come pick you up. <laughs> He's like, you don't have to come up with this elaborate scheme with the car. So Bud wants to get in on the act, and he's way more obnoxious about this than Al is. Like, Al really, if you, if you, if you look back, Al's really not doing anything super disrespectful to Joe. And Bud is like, can I, can I boss the geek around now? 
You had a pair of nylons for a fan belt. Those are my good black ones. Hey, what do you want to do? You want to look good walking or look good riding? Uh, he did. Can I order the geek around too? <laughs> hey, marry your own. I was talking about the gas jockey, Dad. But I said it was Bundy Family Day, didn't I? Of course you can! <laughs> okay, Goober. <laughs> what? What is that? Uh, that because be Goober Pyle, Goober Pyle was a, a gas station attendant on the Andy Griffith Show. Oh, okay. So I'm not, not that a grandfather. Was a, that was okay. a reference. He says to the guy, check the tires, there might be a shiny nickel in it for you. Now, what do you guys think of this? Because the whole basis of the Bundys in general is that they're the lowlives of the world, and the humor is that they're the down and outs. So, and I know we, we did, uh, like when Alan Pegg were on the, the, the airplane, and the first chance they get to to be out of that loser thing like in coach and when they're in first class and then they like disparage all the people sitting in coach and it goes well it's a lot of room up here oh that's totally fine if they had been mean to the flight attendants uh service people that's what would have got me mad oh flout your flout your like uh you know your success to people who don't have it i'm fine with that they get it if you have it well but the, like- the, the second they get it they, they and then that, that they flout, that's funny though but the thing is here it's like yeah but you're still losers and you're just going to a gas station and spending two dollars like you should, they should be, they should be getting along with these guys. Like, like this right. is a big deal for me. Like, I never get the full service. This is an event here. Those are people I would be happy to service if I was Joe. <laughs> Check the tires, and there might be a shiny nickel in it for you. I don't have a nickel. Hey, you're pretty low, sir. You want some air? Oh, no, thanks. We'll just breathe the stuff that's around. <laughs> so I think Joe's had enough, and he finally takes Jabs back, because Al says, you know what really bugs me, Joe? And he goes, the color of your car? <laughs> oh, so good. Just like... <laughs> like, Al has literally, like, a light rust color dye. <laughs> It's gorgeous. <laughs> Who would ever have, like, when's the last time you've seen somebody driving around in that color of a car? <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Mom, look, look. There's a lady putting gas in her own car. Ah! You know, she can't hear us laughing from here. Let's go over there. (laughs) Go ahead, lady. Save 25 cents. You know, Joe, what really makes me mad? Am I having a car this color? No. It's all those damn Japanese imports. You know, after seeing a bunch of those clunkers, you don't mind putting a little elbow grease in one of these fine American products, huh? <laughs> Complains about Japanese imports, and it's no. just like an eye roller at this point. It's like, all right, dude, who cares? You know, it's, know. It, it's funny. We're so far removed. Like, Dan, do you ever have conversations with people like that? Like, you care? No, I usually just, like, give them a long little stare. 
and just try and just try and think of ways to like, like get out oh, of the conversation without without being rude. Oh, but you mean like, those cars that run really really well? Oh yeah, yeah I've heard of them. <laughs> for, for me, it happens with politics a lot, right? Like it'll sneak up on you. You'll be having a, just a mindless conversation about like Avengers Endgame, and then somebody will start talking politics, and then all of a sudden oh, it's ugh. like. Oh God! Here oh, we man. go. Isn't it great when Thor and like Captain America fight? Oh, and yeah. By the way, Jews. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like it, it gets real so quick, and you're just like, wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hate that old school mentality of like complain. Like you know, Al. That's what he does. He complains about the French and all. You know, like these weird things that like it. It's you just don't care anymore. I think the world has evolved in a way where like, uh, and I'm not super young. I mean, by the time the show comes out, I'm 40 years old. Yeah. At the same time, though, I don't have the mentality to care about things like that. Like, I don't care about imported. I mean, maybe the most thing I'll make fun of, like I'll a slight goof, if if a buddy of mine is riding around on a. Um, like a Yamaha motorcycle and everybody else is Harleys. I mean, then we'll do a joke, I guess. But even then, I'm not even that passionate. Like, he could still ride with us. I don't really care. So it's, <laughs> right. I right. do love Al's French jokes because I think you've noticed, it's funny that you pointed that out, that the Japanese thing is gone because there was a time where we were worried that, like, the Japanese people are just taking over all of our products. Buy American! That's yeah. all we thought. Yeah, buy American, right. But the one country, the one ethnicity that we can make fun of in this country without any fear of repercussion is the French. I guess. Always. Right. Through every generation. <laughs> Through every generation. It doesn't matter. You could always say French. They were getting, Simpsons was getting in trouble for like making um, references to oh, the bullfrog. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Jew, like Jewish people, they made a, uh, they said shiksa or something in the, oh, the Jewish shiksa. community. Yeah, the Jewish community got upset. They're like, you know, that's actually like Hebrew for like shit. Uh, and then they're like, you can't really say that on there. No, the, and- the Married with Children did, um, uh, the, me and the shiks, shiksa. Remember what Kelly does Hollywood? All those oh, yeah, well, posters? Married with Children could get away with more than like the Simpsons could. But uh, like, but they, they were getting notes about tone it down. And then Willie just out of nowhere is the French teacher going no, you cheese eating surrender monkeys and i'm like oh okay you can just say that like all right and no one gives a crap like yeah just it's the french nah nobody cares because the french really don't live around here and nobody goes there so so as Al's complaining about this, he like bangs on the hood of or the the roof of it because he has no hood. He bangs on the roof of the Dodge, and the headlight just like pours out of the, the front of the car, and it's hanging by a wire. Then he walks over with a bumper sticker to put it back, and he talks to Joe as if it's a cool thing to do. And then and then he says something about how they're Bill, and then Joe says Jamie's favorite line. <laughs> That's why I always got me a bunch of. Fine American bumper stickers to show where I'm coming from. Yep, it takes a good American bumper sticker to hold in a headlight, eh, Joe? Yeah, they sure build them, don't they? I mean, this this roof must be plenty strong to hold up under the weight of all that bird duty. <laughs> I love the term duty. It's so great, like... <laughs> duty. Now, if there's no free services left, I guess I'll be on my way. What's the damage? Two dollars. Hmm. Alrighty, uh, there's uh, one, and uh, 
There's one to ten. One to twenty. One to twenty-one. Two dollars. Gee, Joe, I don't see that smile they advertise that comes with full service. Al, the guy inside wants twelve dollars for all this stuff. I don't have twelve dollars. <laughs> Then it turns out his family walks out of the convenience. You know, every gas station now has the convenience store behind it. I guess they even did then. Um, they walk out with sodas, chips, ho ho, slim jims. So now they made me one slushy so bad while I was watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to rate a Seven Eleven now. <laughs> they now owe twelve dollars, and then Al doesn't have it. Joe looks at him, gives him the smile. And now Al has to work it off. Okay, well, here's the thing. Al is like, he's like, okay, it'll be two bucks. Al gives him the dollar, and then he reaches his hand to his pocket. You hear the change jingle. My, like, whole body clenched up because I'm like, oh, God, that's a no-tip sound right there. Dude, he's no-tip Bundy, you know that. I I know, but, like, (laughs) that's a Foley sound that I remember when I would be getting, like, waiting for the for someone to hand me the money for like a pizza delivery they're like so it's 950 all right here's nine dollars and then he pulls out the change at 25 35 40 i'm like okay there's gonna be no tip here (laughs) (laughs) sorry i do have a couple of other things about phil buckman that i did not know he was the the bass (laughs) player for filter until 2013 wow i did not know that so he actually is a musician Really? What and garage band is that? Like Filter? No, Filter's awesome. Hey, I got hey, Filter's story. a great band. I heard. Filter is a great band, and if you want to say like they're Stop soft or whatever, Filter, like it's a thing. Like it's not, it is a thing. Filter. They got <laughs> they get radio play. It, they're a real band. It's not only that. It's made up. Like. I, so I saw them on the Family Values tour when they were around with Limp Bizkit and Corn and all them, and they put on and a pretty good show. But at the end. They smashed all their instruments, and I've never seen that happen before. And it was the most amazing thing ever. And like they got, they shot like like the concert was maybe like a seven, and it went from like that to a ten instantly just by. Was now. that prior to twenty thirteen? Ye- yes. Then you, you know saw him on bass, dude. You saw him. Yes, there you, you know go. What they were ripping off, right, Dan? The uh, not ripping off the every off other the rock band ever uh, to do no, that. No, actually, the Who. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, every absolutely. other band that does that, they buy those guitars specifically to do it. It's a planned thing. The oh. Who, that was not planned, and they smashed. One of the guys smashed his guitar. That was like apparently his agent was like. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame wanted to buy that for like five mil, and wow. you just destroyed it or something. He's like, "Oh well, like <laughs> I'll play another one. It'll be just as valuable." Like it, it's like that was just the thing. So it, it, it shocked a lot of people that they like treated their instruments like that. So when, when they accidentally that, did that in Hateful Eight. <laughs> oh my god that's accidentally awful. Right yeah. that was so like they didn't mean to tarantino would never do that he's got too much respect for for things I, like that but i knew that when i started watching that movie that, that scene was in there and i kept looking at that guitar and I'm just like when's it gonna happen when's it gonna happen and then it happens i'm just like 
Oh, they oh. thought it was the replica that they were smashing, yeah. but it was the original. Like the sound of those strings ripping and stuff. It was better than any Foley artist could do. Like, <laughs> hey, Dan, when you were at the concert, did you ask him to check your tires? <laughs> I did. I got like, full service. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he is also the voice of the Carl's Jr.'s Hardee's television and radio commercials. Really? I didn't know that either. Look at him. He's what a career. Way to go. No, so he was also on uh, Boy Meets World, right? But I was trying to think. It was driving me crazy. That's why I got so excited when, Jamie, you said America. Because that's what I recognize him from. And I couldn't I couldn't put two and two together. And it was driving me nuts. But So, so thank you. He's also from Point Break. Oh, no, wait, that was Anthony Kiedis. Wait. That's him. Oh, no, that oh, actually that's... was Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> okay, I'm like, wait a second. I've seen Point Break. Uh, this guy was not on <laughs> I originally, when I saw that dude, I thought that they were going to set up something with Kelly and him. Like, I, that's why I thought oh. the episode was going to go where she was going to, you with know, either flirt with him or whatever. And everything. Right. Like, yeah. not a hair to be found on that glistening chest. Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe Kelly wasn't all sniffing around. Like, wow. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, that's where I thought it was going to go. So, and I thought, like, if you think about it as a plot device, that would have been an easy thing for her to get food too, right? Right. Now they need, they need to get the family out of there, though, because <laughs> this is an owl episode. Right. <laughs> Gee, kids, look how handsome Daddy Habib looks in his uniform. <laughs> you continue to make us proud, honey. After Al's forced into indentured servitude to repay the bill at the gas station, he is given work clothes that have the name Habib on them, which would then become a running gag within the show used many times. Uh, one of those times coming up in season seven with the episode, "'Tis Time to Smell the Roses." Blew my mind that that's where this came from. Never made sense to me. <laughs> like, what's this Habib stuff? They when did this first start? I never knew. <laughs> oh, this episode's legendary. This is an origin story. Al has to work this off, man. So, is this a real thing? Like, you hear it being referenced in terms of uh, having to do dishes, right? Oh yeah, right, yeah. So, is that a real thing? Like, I can't think about it. If you owned a business, right. It's such a liability. That too, right. It's all about insurance now. What if this guy like pours gas all and it squirts out and then all of a sudden right. someone's smoking a cigarette? Yeah. If you break something, if he broke a pump, right. you would be billed for that. Like you'd be on a camera and stuff like that. Now right. what you could do is be like this, look, I'm gonna either send you the bill, or you can if you don't have the money and stuff like that, you can come in and you can work it off. But not for actual. Oh, you owe money for like a pop or a popcorn or something like that. Yeah, they, like they that. couldn't. <laughs> they could call the police, but then they would have to press charges. Like they, like let's just say, like remember when Pee Wee didn't have his wallet in Pee Wee's Big Adventure and he had to do the dishes? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so they would say, well, dude, you have no money. Like I guess if you could do the dishes, even though we already have a guy doing them. Like I don't know why you we'd have you do that, but okay. So let's just say he does that. And it's like, he could say, well, no, I'm not doing that. That's, you know, whatever. And he could leave and you could, I suppose, call the cops. And then do you want to press charges for the $12 he owes you? And most likely they'll say no. 
right. I saw that happen in a diner once with this guy. It was like one of the diners that has like the bar where you can sit on it and order a you know a burger and everything. This guy didn't have money for his burger. He just he just got up. I think he might have been drinking too. He got up and he's just like, "Look, I told you, I got no money, but I was hungry." What are you going to do about it? And she's like, nothing. Hold still. And she took a, I kid you not, she took a picture of him and got a Polaroid out and put it on a ball on, on a board and said, do not serve to these people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Al Bundy thing. Do not accept checks from this man or whatever. Exactly. I'm like, oh, my God. And I immediately went into my pocket to make sure I had enough money because I like this diner. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah, they can't really know. I mean, it's like if they're willing to waste time with pressing charges, sure, I guess, but... So, Joe, uh, turns out, uh, you know, it's gonna be the busy time of the day, and his babe shows up, so he's going to the beach. So, Al is left there stranded, all alone, working here. Uh, hopefully Joe told him, I mean, he's in Chicago, Al does know how to pump gas, so he's, he should be alright. Uh, doing it himself now, and I guess now, if people pull into the full serve, like, I hope Al knows how to change oil or whatever and do windshield wipers and whatever else. Like, I can't believe they don't let you pump your own gas in New Jersey. Like, have you seen Jersey Shores? Would you trust them with gas? No. <laughs> the only time they let you pump your own is if you have a motorcycle. They'll hand you the nozzle. He, oh, here in, you're scary. We don't want to pump your gas. We don't know where the gas pump is. Oh, a big badass biker. <laughs> but that's what I have to do. I got to get and go because I'm on the move a lot for work and stuff like that. And I go in these places and now they have like restaurant like areas in the back. So they, yeah. they make like, pizzas. Are they, trucks? They, Are they like truck stops? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, slash gas stations. Some are bigger than the others, obviously, but they're literally just everywhere. So they have bigger ones for trucks. They have, you know, regular ones or whatever. But all of them like sell straight food now and stuff like that and i go in them every day and i realize how as as big as those stores are all they do is fill them with crap with with that's with, what like, i love hostess it. and chips and no mm, which is fine Luggiest garbage food out there <laughs> Al, that blew my mind when you said you oh i never go in the store like i i feel like i know you pretty well al because i've listened to you talk on podcasts for so long but i'm just like you've got garbage food lover written all over your face in my mind sometimes what? Just like, that's yeah, funny like, because he's actually he's actually that's not not it at all <laughs> no, no not. i never eat garbage food. he eats very healthy he <laughs> Dude, I'm 40 with a six pack. <laughs> Man, like, I'm all oh my. No, I don't dream, the, the, the dream is being shattered. The illusion is being shattered right here. Now, Alex is all, you know, uh, <laughs> Alex is all chicken breasts and. <laughs> chicken. chicken breasts with a, a side of rice, potato, whatever. Yeah. Kale. Oh, I, oh, I. Kale. Do you want some more kale, Al? Did I ask for more kale? Yeah, you ask for extra parsley. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't go that far. But You ever not eat like a cupcake, like a, one of those sugary – and then you take a bite and, and as soon as you bite it, you can literally feel like the sugar coursing through oh, your I, veins? I, I peel the frosting mostly off of a cupcake. I want the cake. I don't want that sugary crap. Dude, people force me to eat cakes at people's birthdays. Oh, and I'm like, isn't that the worst? I'm like, I'll take a bite. Please leave me alone. 
I don't want this crap. Alex, I do, that actually makes a lot of sense because recently you did like you you like destroyed Weight Watchers on one episode because you're like this is how this is if you're a fat piece of crap this is how you get skinny and I'm like I tried it and I've already started losing some weight so thank you Alex. Told you man. No problem. It's all counting calories. Like, Fourteen hundred a day. That's about it. That's all in one the cupcake. Food. You mm-hmm. can eat all the garbage food you want as long as you don't go over eighteen hundred calories. That's yeah, for me. You can have ho hos all day. <laughs> only one. Only two. I mean, it, the, I don't know why people. It's not that. It's real. The 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 math. It's all math. You have to use more calories than you take in. That is that is really all it boils down to right then you can't gain weight period yeah it um, boils like a chicken breast <laughs> all right jamie tell us what happens in this what are we doing married children still oh yeah oh, that's that's okay so okay. after the commercial break something big happens what is it yeah well when peg says gee kids look how handsome daddy habib looks in his uniform you can clearly see the darcy's bmw and the Swedish bikini team's blue car behind them. <gasps> oh, wow. wow. Oh, I hope, oh, I mean, I hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Why'd you do it, Peg? Why'd you eat me into debt? <laughs> well, it's your own fault, Al. You take us into full serve, tell us to think like Rockefellers. Of course we're going to go for the ho-hos and the slim gyms. <laughs> Don't worry, Daddy. We're going to go home right now and raise the money to get you out of this financial fox pause. <laughs> That's right, Dad. We'll have you back home cursing the day you were born in no time. Yes, please, hurry. <laughs> Whereas Jimmy Stewart said in that great classic, Shenandoah. <laughs> oh, they must really love you as fast as they headed off. If they really love me, they'd be heading in the direction of my house. <laughs> well, Bundy, we're coming up on a really busy time of day, so I... Hey, Joe, I stole my father's car. Want to go to the beach? So I'm going to the beach. <laughs> well, I don't feel ashamed. I mean, uh, I am a shoe salesman. I did have my family out in public. Thank God this gas station's not in my neighborhood. I mean, the chances of me seeing anyone I know are about... <laughs> So Marcy and Jefferson pull in. Hi, Al. Yeah. They're about certain. See, I told you it was him. I could see where you would think it was an orangutan. But I knew I recognized that bald spot when I spotted it from the freeway. You know, Jefferson, good for you. You decided to take the Miller boy camping. Where's the little woman? Out shopping for some more of those little lacy t-shirts that so drive the men crazy? I'll have you know, Al, that I happen to like tiny bazooms. <laughs> oh, I had plenty of women before Marcy, and I swear you get tired of big, succulent breasts. <laughs> Besides, I don't want a bunch of guys staring at my wife. <laughs> I mean, that's the good thing about Marcy. No guy ever... <laughs> They look so cute in this episode. Like, I love Steve so much. Jerry, if you're listening, I am a Steve fan, too. (laughs) Yes. But uh, they just have such 
real chemistry that I've just started noticing as we're doing these later episodes. And just like, as we, I like make myself part of your podcast now. But no, uh, like, just for today, pal. Yeah, it's just um, play, it's playtime for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check your ID, by the way, when you first came in. Hold on. I put on headphones when I listen to you guys, and they're not even hooked up to anything. I pretend I'm talking to you. No, but <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Tyler. <laughs> it's like, why is nobody listening? I just got out my jollies. And I'm a little afraid back, for the youth of America. When you start talking back, I'll seek help. But um, <laughs> when uh, no, but they just have so much on-screen chemistry. I think in real life that just they they they, they like pull up and they're holding on to each other like like happy little elves. It's just something that seems didn't seem so like uh was like uh natural and fluent with steve and marcy's character it's very fluid and, yes. and the thing is listen i love steve but i've moved on oh we all have we all have oh you don't have to move on like it's he's an integral part of the show it's just like two different arcs and no, you I'm can kidding. love them I'm equally kidding. i'm just saying that to make jerry's stomach uh, sink have that sinking uh, feeling. As, as we say in Boston, move on. <laughs> I'm sucking. I'm sucking up to Jerry though. So like, you really are. You must be one of those like uh, first sixty episodes guy. Oh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I'll have you know, Al, that I happen to like tiny bazooms. <laughs> oh, I had plenty of women before Marcy, and I swear you get tired of big succulent breasts. <laughs> Besides, I don't want a bunch of guys staring at my wife. I mean, that's the good thing about Marcy. No guy ever... Oh, my God. When he <laughs> says the term big succulent breasts, that's just... I, I fell out of my chair laughing. Her face during that entire exchange is priceless. Like, the, the fact that she's supposed... Like, he thinks he's saying something good... He's so ignorant to the idea that you know she doesn't want to hear this, but you think you're saying something good because, oh, but I'm saying, but I don't want guys staring at her and nobody stares at her, so that's good, right? So it is just so ignorant, and it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's classic Jefferson. Oh, of course. Perfect episode. Oh, God, you got to love it. So Marcy says, fill her up. That's something Al hasn't heard in a while. <laughs> so does Al even know where to put the nozzle? That's another thing. So Peg Can't is... Can't find the hole? Like... So I guess that does constitute, though, what we said earlier, right? That That's the fill her up thing that Peg says. I guess that kind of... No sex kind points of good, right? it's no, It's no full service line, per se, but that's close enough, right? It's a Peg joke through Marcy. Right. Right, exactly. That's what, yeah, so it's it's it happened, but yeah, like not with the person that you thought it was going to happen with. Yeah, and and I forgot to mention, like when Peg and the kids drive off uh, with the car, so it was broken down. They pushed it. They got no gas in it. The guy flicked his finger, and yet they're able to drive away. <laughs> and they're also driving. Away. They're also driving away without their hood. Because right. he ta- he removes the hood to do the stuff, and he puts it next to the car. And then when you see them come out, the hood is nowhere near the car, and they just drive off without it. <laughs> just pick another one up on the side of the road. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's got to be a rust-colored hood somewhere. <laughs> hey, how about that one over there? It's green. Oh, don't worry. It won't be green forever. Yeah, it'll get rusty on this car. <laughs> Well, Marcy, no need to book, 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 book at me. 
We'll just fill you up. You can be out there on the highway blinding truckers in about a minute. There you go. That'll be uh, 12 bucks. He didn't put any gas in, dear. I'm going to have to tell your superior. Jefferson, find me anyone. <laughs> And, you know, Alan Jefferson are buddies, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm your buddy, but listen, you're not putting gas in my car. (laughs) Like, listen, there are jokes to be made at your expense. I'm sorry, Sorry, I'm not your friend for this episode. But see, that's why Jefferson's the greatest, though, because you can still love him. And, like, you you feel like it's not, like, when he does it, too, it doesn't even feel indicative of his personality as a whole. It just feels like, oh, yeah, like, this is something that he goes in and out of flawlessly and like i think on a real level like that's what i like about him too is because they they are very versatile with him like he goes back and forth like one minute he's his friend but but al does the same thing though so it works like every everybody's uh you know everybody's just the worst to each other <laughs> guess you people are wondering what uh, a man in my position is doing working in a gas station huh? i do it to remind me of where i've come from so Jefferson guesses why Al is there. Almost. He says, you couldn't pay for your gas, could you? Meanwhile, no. And Al says, yeah, he agrees, because he's not going to get into the minutia of, no, well, my family you know, took food or whatever. He's not going to say all that. Uh, it's basically, yeah, sure, I couldn't pay for my gas. I, that's why I'm working here. Life hates me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> couldn't pay for your own gas, could you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Give me 12 bucks. Oh, Al, if all it will take is $12 for you to regain your self-respect and get out of this demeaning position, then ask someone who cares. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, Al. Sorry. (laughs) Away over his foot. There it goes. (laughs) Which is the most ridiculous joke in this episode. You know, for people who still want to have some grounded realism here, if, if that many cars go over your foot, you have no foot anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. If it's a perfect Ed O'Neill, ow! Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever had your foot run over? Anybody? No. What? No. <laughs> I have before. Surprisingly. A car? I lived. Yeah, with a truck. Yeah. With, with, with that, with the, with uh, that same semi- truck that, that, that seized the engine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You jerk, you're going to seize me up? Well, I'm going to do something to you first. <laughs> exactly. That was a devil I, truck. Wait, it was. How did was, you... Wait, no, I think I was the devil in that relationship. But wait, wait, wait. It was you? It was your truck that ran over neglect. your foot. How? No, so it wasn't like driving? it was a transformer. <laughs> was, it, what, was it Christine? Uh, who, who was driving the car? My buddy was driving it, and we were at the dump unloading leaves and stuff. Nice. Thanks for the car, Dan. See you. <laughs> well, now the the poor man's Phil Hartman pulls up with his family. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what he is. You can say what you want. That's what he is. So, <laughs> oh, I got a question for you too, though. Something that we didn't mention earlier. Um, when Al's doing the choking, right? When he goes, to, when he goes to, to choke, choke Kelly for having yeah. the car in park. <laughs> Yeah, do you do you feel like that's a uh, just a Simpsons thing, like a reference? Ooh, nice. Man. Yes, it was absolutely. I totally forgot. I looked that up. That is a Simpsons reference because they were getting a lot of like comparison. Right. Um, the, and 
that was like 93. This was around the time where Bart the Strangling was becoming a common thing. And this was the show. What would it look like in real life? Ew. If you love Mayor with Children, you love The Simpsons. If you love The Simpsons, you love Mayor with Children. That's just how it is. Well, hello there, Habib. <laughs> Family, what is the proper way to say hello to a friend from the other hemisphere? May the, May the prophet, prophet smile, smile upon you, you Habib. Habib. <laughs> he already has with this fine job and the blood that flows in my shoe. How may this unworthy one serve you? Check under the hood. And I say that not to demean you, but to ensure the safety of my family. I love you, Jim. I love you, Betty. I love you all. Oh, thank you, Jim Jr. I love you, Father. Oh, thank you, Betty Jr. Yeah, and it is obnoxious. So they're the polar opposites of the Bundys. Now, family, I have a big surprise for you. That you pulled in a full serve? <laughs> no, son, what kind of a dad would just do that? <laughs> no, we're going on a picnic. <gasps> well, what better way to celebrate another Lundy Sunday fun day? <laughs> like, what are the coincidences that that family would also have unday, unday, fun day things in their name, their days? Now, Dan... You're good with cars, right? Like what? What? <laughs> no, I thought we were. We established this earlier. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, you got your foot ran over by your own car. <laughs> what does he rip out of the car? Like... Yeah, what does he rip? Was it like a brake hose or something? Because it looked like a belt to me. I thought it was a hose of of sorts. It, it very well could have been. I thought it was. I thought it was his alternator. Like I thought he wasn't going to be able to start the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it starts. I'm like, wait. He pulled something huge out of there. It shouldn't have been able to start. Like, <laughs> I love you, Jim. I love you, too, Betty. And the kids love you, too. <laughs> well, that'll be five bucks. Oh, well, uh, there you go. <laughs> Should we give the man a tip, Jim? Let's let's examine the character of Al Bundy for one second. How dark of an individual do you have to be to pull something from under his hood, throw it away, to sabotage his vehicle that has him and his family in it just because he's a little obnoxious because they love each other? Right. No, Al, you missed it. The writers thought about this and they decided to give Al an out. I was waiting for their 1970s movie explosion to happen when he's just like, he's like, are we going to give him a tip? Nah. No, no, no. You're wrong, though. That was after the fact. Oh, no, 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 no. But, uh, like, I was not on Al's side. I'm like, he's destroying this guy's cards a little much. But then when he drives, he's like, killing his family. I'm like, you know what? Die, mother. <laughs> like, I, I don't care anymore. Like, <laughs> but, okay, 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 look. Al does this, right? He spends how long under the hood? Long enough for them to have the smallest conversation, right? Rips this thing out because they're obnoxious. 
he, they go, uh, he goes, $5. Meanwhile, so he's charging $5 to spend 20, 20 seconds under the hood. Meanwhile, Joe spent like five minutes with these people, and he charged them absolutely nothing extra than the gas they bought. I assume they got $5 in gas. No, they didn't get any gas. No, he got $5 of stuff taken out of his engine. <laughs> they didn't get gas at all? No, he just ripped his car open and then what? They just pulled in to make fun of the hell. <laughs> he pulled in and then said, what can I do? He says, just check under the hood. He didn't no. even ask for gas. Who goes to a gas station? Maybe they charge <laughs> if you don't get gas. Like they charge for hood service. Yeah, right. right. I don't know. I've never, tr- I've never tried it without get getting gas. Because so. he got gas. But then should he have been charged more? Like just like the five plus the two? I don't know. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like they didn't think that somebody would be making a podcast about this. <laughs> it's like they didn't think this through. Well, in that situation, you're wasting, you're wasting my time and you're not purchasing anything. So there is a surcharge. It's more than it would be if you got $2 of gas, I guess. And a $5 jerk charge. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you're jerking me around. Here's, give me $5. Yeah, that is a dark uh, thing, though. Like, he Death Wish 3. I swear I've seen Charles Bronson do some of the Death Wishes. Like, it's <laughs> like, hey, let me check into this vehicle. Yep. Yay. <laughs> so the poor man's Phil Hartman is Colby Chester. He's famous for Salvador, Emergency, Fear, The First Encounter, and Young and the Restless. Now, the wife who said, should we tip him, honey? And he's like, no. Her, she's Savage. great. Yeah, she's... Leah Aries, she was Janice in Bloodsport, basically the girlfriend of of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, She was in The Player, Eddie McCoon's Run, and The Burning, Jamie and Dan. You know her from The Burning. um, If you look her up, you'll you'll remember. I just watched Bloodsport not that long ago, and I didn't recognize her, so there's that. Jamie, I've seen Bloodsport, this is not a joke, about 60 times. It's one of my favorite movie, top ten of all time ever, and I didn't recognize her. It's one of the only Van Damme movies I can stomach. So I've never seen. It <laughs> I actually before. love it. I actually love it. It's one of I my favorites. Do a cut but... to the chase episode on it, dude. It's phenomenal. That's the greatest movie ever in in that genre. I think it's it's settled. Because Patreon exclusive? Yes. Uh, No, it's one of those movies where uh, I grew up with it for sure, and I absolutely loved it, but I probably haven't seen it in about 15 years. Wow. Dude, it is amazing. I watch it every year of my life. Yeah. Well, it's settled then. All right, we'll do it, man. Coming soon. So, yeah, she's a cool chick. I met her about two years ago got a picture with her and everything i'll post that on the group page when we post the show sweet so what about the kids oh uh they got names they they named them jim right? and betty i know but i didn't I look was them like up. wait they have names like what the heck <laughs> well they're juniors i'll waste oh wow look at this they actually do have a filmography okay fine <laughs> oh and they were in 90210 30 episodes in 90210 whoa what? You better do some research. The kid is the more seasoned actor than the parents. No, never mind. She's a casting associate. (laughs) That's all she does. She just casts other people to be in stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Or he does, the boy. Uh, 
Jeffrey what Roth. A, what a failure like, in life. <laughs> yeah, you just cast other people to be famous. <laughs> no, but the casting people are really amazing sometimes, because if you have a movie where the right. cast is perfect, you give them total credit, yeah. I thought you were going to say, if you have a movie without a cast, it's kind of hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't cast anybody? We, we need people. <laughs> the the chick, the little daughter, uh, I wouldn't say she's famous. She was in Eight Simple Rules with Katie Segal again, though. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's nice. cool. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Like She's probably like, hey, remember me? And the, she's like, no, I wasn't even in that scene. <laughs> you want you want to be a little jerk kid in the back seat of a car? Come on, look what you did, you little jerk! She was in Surf Ninjas, Surfs Up. Love Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas. So the family pulls off and they crash, <laughs> presumably because of what Al pulled from under <laughs> their immediately crashes. Right. <laughs> The look on his face as they drive away, he's like, wait for it, wait for it, boom, and they immediately crash, right. So, the only thing you can assume is that they, he pulled a brake a brake line or something, which I don't think is located on the top of a... He pulled the thing no. out of the car that stops the car from speeding up spontaneously and crashing into things. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we should have taken my car. Your car? Since when did you ever pay for anything? Leave Drop dead, the lot of you. <laughs> you can just imagine them off stage, like, screaming at the top of their lungs. The director's like, no, louder, mm-hmm. angrier. No, I, I really like that line, though, just because Al's satisfaction was directly related to seeing how another another family would react being down and out, being in his situation. Like, they flipped so quickly. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So, like, Al's so used to it. it. He's like a pro at this. That's why I think he had so much satisfaction when they did turn on each other at the the first, uh, you know, slightest inconvenience. You I guess it's not a slight inconvenience. Other? but You think you love each other? Wait till you have a bad car. (laughs) Right, right. And this is a a, a huge parallel to the Simpsons episode where, I think it was season one where Marge got drunk at a company plant picnic or something like that. Singing Dean Martin's Pour the Wine. I'm so glad you brought this up. I didn't want to bring up the Simpsons again. Thank you. Oh, no, I had no problem doing that. (laughs) You remember the ep where, like, it was the perfect family getting in their car? I love you, Dad. I love you too. And then they son. drove off to heaven or whatever. Son, give me a kiss. Five dollars for a kiss. <laughs> and then when when Homer looks in his car, it looks like hell itself. And all the kids are the devils and Marge is, you know. They're singing that. bingo. B I N G O and Bingo was <laughs> If you listen if you listen Bada to this podcast Bada. backwards, Bada. uh they're actually Simpson episodes. <laughs> oh, Maybe backwards? that's why he charged them five dollars. Right. Oh, ooh, Jamie with the nice. <laughs> uh, take my advice, buddy. You probably got a lot of women pressuring you into marrying them, but don't do it. Marriage leads to everything bad in life: work, kids, Habib shirts. <laughs> you understand what I mean? <laughs> Tell your friends. Al is lecturing a kid about marriage, but it turns out he's uh, 12 years old, and the camera reveal shows that. You think he's talking to somebody who might be getting married soon, maybe, but no. The kid runs over Al's foot with his bicycle, 
Um, and and by the way, that's a goof. He actually does not run over Al's foot. You could uh, see- yeah. He starts to pull his foot away just before the kid rides off. Yeah, <laughs> car is fine, but bicycles no. <laughs> yeah, those were real. <laughs> Why not wear flip flops today? Yeah. <laughs> Al starts doing the... He starts holding a sign. Reminds me of the Dr. Shoe episode. Yeah, 555 Shoes. Rigney, if you want to know about Pimp. <laughs> so he's holding a sign that says, if you want to buy an authentic Habib shirt, it's $12. If you want to hear high school football stories, it's $5. If you want to run over my foot, it's $5. $12. Oh, do I keep saying five? That's weird. Oh, you know why? No, no. There's a reason why I'm saying that. Because my subconscious wants to say that all these signs should have said $7 because Al just got five. So he only needs seven more. So why does he still want the 12? What's that change? (laughs) That's a good point. Well, plus, you know, he's making some sort of wage at the gas station. So... Him being there as long as he was apparently there for seven hours. So, thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much for pointing that out. I did more math in this episode. I found, figured out by guessing pretty well what Al makes an hour based on this. Because she's like, you couldn't make. Marcy's like, you couldn't make twelve dollars if you worked ten straight hours at work. And I'm like, okay. So if Al works ten straight hours, let's say he makes eleven bucks, and I re- and I, d- I divided it, at best, at best, Al is making a dollar thirty-seven an hour. Mm. Ouch. Uh, then he says, uh, "I'm moving. I must sell my family. It's twelve dollars." Erotic. Oh, this is the best one. Erotic massage, <laughs> and then you hear a car screech, and then he flips the sign around and says, "No men." Which I thought it was going to be like an old woman or a fat woman or uh, something like that, you know. But the look of fear on Al's face, like, like, oh, God. But he didn't say anything. He just, I love Ed O'Neill's facial expressions. Like, sorry, kind of face. Like. The look on his face was perfect. And then we get the classic meme that we've been seeing all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. When Al holds a sign that says, shoot me, $12. <laughs> Classic. You've seen that, you know. Oh yeah. Married Children's great for memes, and Al just didn't know what he was doing back in the nineties, did he? I just love that because, like, isn't this this is a running thing throughout the show? Al holding up signs and just like, or making these impressions. And I just can hear the director going, "All right, Al, grab the cardboard signs. Time to make some memes." Wait, what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll figure this out in thirty years. <laughs> So, yeah, Al just needs the seven, but he's going all the way with this. Al, don't even say a word. I've had a terrible day. Hey, you've been gone seven hours. Don't tell me you couldn't raise $12 in seven hours. Al, you have a job and you can't raise $12 in seven hours. (laughs) Now, do you want to hear about my day or what? I'm sorry. Do go on. Well, we went back to the house to look for the money. But Mom called. She was a little down. She got on a scale today, and it said she weighed 380. She's been 374 since high school, and she's afraid... She's afraid she's getting fat. Uh, Don't worry, Peg. She probably had six pounds of food stuck between her teeth. I thought it'd be more than that. 
she has a pitchfork and a uh, what and a dagger for a spoon and knife. Right. <laughs> and she's only three eighty. I mean, they're being really realistic here. She ate possum boy. She's a yeah, possum boy. She's been three seventy four since high school. Uh, that's a lot for high school. That's a lot for high school. That's a lot. Period. That's a lot for high school. They make TV shows about that. Well, what I'm saying is, you have to commend her because she maintained that weight for forty years. <laughs> right. She's doing a different type of cal- calorie counting. All right, I've reached my 185,000 calorie limit for the day. <laughs> She's on the don't eat anything bigger than your head diet. <laughs> I literally can't intake any more calories. The only reason I don't eat them while they're alive is because it takes too much energy to catch them. When I think of how that woman loves you, thank God she can't hear you. Thank God she can't eat me. <laughs> part of the story god you're so impatient anyway i found twenty dollars in the pocket of one of your old shirts in the shirt that i wanted to wear today but you couldn't find yeah maybe i learned a lesson i should probably look when i said i did (laughs) anyway on the way over here your car ran out of gas too bad give me the money we don't have any money well you said you had twenty dollars well we did before the taxi (laughs) what taxi well, the taxi we called when your car ran out of gas. It's just two blocks away. See, he's over there with the meter running. So just stop dilly-dallying and just fill this can up. Well, why should I fill it up? What's wrong with you? We walked into full serve. <laughs> oh, that, that just... You just want to strangle her, man. The, I call it the Peggy knife twist. Because there's, there, there's a moment where she'll say something. It's the knife in the chest. And then immediately right after, she'll say something else like, Oh, I took a cab. And you're like, you took a cab? Knife in the chest. Yeah, two blocks. Yeah, that's the guy over there with the meter running, she said. Twist hard. Oh. Right. He, he The meter's still running while they're talking. Oh. Now, where's that full-surf smile? Uh. <laughs> Daddy, is Bundy Sunday Funday officially over? Uh, yes, Pumpkin. I'm, I'm afraid that it is. But don't worry. See, next week we're going to take a nice drive up to the woods and we're going hunting. <laughs> See, I'll be the only one carrying the rifle and you kids can run out there and flush out the game. <laughs> we'll call it Bundy Sunday Gun Day. Oh, boy. Indeed. <laughs> That'll be two bucks, Peg. Get it from my husband. He's a wealthy shoe salesman. <laughs> Now people are gonna. Now Peg goes there to get gas filled in that in that like portable tank thing. Gas can. <laughs> Bring me that portable gas container tank. The gas bottle mover thing of a I have more in common with Kelly than you think. Bring me that gas receptacle. <laughs> and I'm surprised this doesn't actually show up on goofs. There are people who write goofs on this episode, and nobody mentioned that the dial wasn't spinning when Al was supposedly filling that thing with gas. Ah. And he also just leaves the freaking pump on the floor. On the-, on the floor, yeah, the hose is on the ground. <laughs> so you could tell also when Peg ha- hands it to her, it's empty. You could tell that. And here's the other weird thing. 
Peg bought $2 worth of gas, the same amount Al bought as soon as he got to this gas station, but Al didn't flick a drop into this thing. He actually filled it with $2 worth. So that shows that this guy was just being a jerk. Right. Joe was just being a jerk. <laughs> like they had the same price, but one's a drop and one's uh, two ga- almost two gallons. You know? Hey, Ricky, I was reading the script that you sent over for this Married with Children episode. It's got a little thing wrong with the math here. <laughs> What's that? Oh, you say no one cares, and if they do, screw them? Okay. <laughs> Run. <laughs> hey, what else are we going to talk about? That's my Hollywood accent, by the way, for any kind of like executive. It's just this Brooklyn accent. Not you. Now, they're women. I expect that from them. But you. I expected a little more loyalty from you. Dad, I tried to talk some sense into the women. I tried to make them hurry with the money. Well, what happened? The Sandman got me, Dad. Now I get all sleepy when I take a ride in the car. I napped all the way to the beach. Uh, The house. Life is rough for you, isn't it, son? Don't worry, Dad. Bud Bundy always lands on his feet. Yeah. We'll find out about that when I get home. Well, first of all, if I were Al, I wouldn't be the one at that gas station. Because I didn't get the stuff. Oh, good call. That'd be a different episode, yeah. like. Well, I'll, hey, I'll bet you that if they all worked, then they could have done it quicker. They would have blown that gas station up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But I just want to tell you one thing, son. All I wanted to do was spend one day with my family. Am I to be punished for this? Yes. (laughs) Because it's a stupid, moronic thing to want to waste your Sunday with your family. Well, I paid for it. But now it's time for someone else to pay for it. Habib is dead. Long live Habib. The only way to save this, this final Bundy Sunday fun day, is to watch my only son suffer as I have suffered. Al puts the shirt on Bud to suffer as Al has. So now he's wearing the Habib shirt. The next car in here is yours. The Swedish bikini team pulls up. If everybody remembers, the mystery of Skull Island. When uh, Bud- I... Hi. 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 the Swedish team. Uh, how do they all know to say that? Like, what, do they all rehearse this? Like, okay, guys, whenever we talk to people and present ourselves, we're all going to say it at the same time, because we are one. We are one unit. It's, I was really hoping that's all they were going to say. It would be like the line from the show The Critic. Look at sign. And then the sign says, Cabby only knows three words in English. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say that we want to take a ride down a bumpy road. Oh. So that means that you get to see some Hooters jiggle. Wait, that's what that that's what that joke was? Oh, yeah. I thought it was an edgier joke about, like, like Lois and Family Guy makes that, like, oh, Meg, like, when you drive down a bumpy road on just the right day. Mm. I thought that's what they were talking about. Like, they were, you know... They, were, they wanted to get revved up to, you know, do, like, adult things. But. Well, it's all interpretation. How do you guys take it? Uh, I, I think, I think honestly, it could be taken either way for sure. No, you're I, probably you're absolutely right, Alex. I thought of boobs, though, yeah. Dirtier than, I've yeah. Well, dirtier than. I, 
I could, you could take it either way, but then Bud is only going to get something out of one of those. Totally, right. (laughs) (laughs) They love guys named Habib. (laughs) How many guys are named Habib in in Chicago? Only one. (laughs) So Bud hops in and goes, man. So, you know, the whole thing is... You would say to Al, why don't you just leave? What are the repercussions? There has to be some because – I'm in a TV show. I have to be here. Yeah, it's a TV show. Otherwise, there would be no episode. Yeah, right. But it would be like, well, why don't you just leave? Well, Joe just abandoned his post like he didn't care and he was working that day. And Bud immediately, immediately abandons the post. So Al's there alone, and then a red beetle. Remember the beetle, the buggy, the bugs, or whatever they're called, those uh, Volkswagens. Mm-hmm. That rolls up. It's a convertible, again, <laughs> and in unison, the Chicago bowling team states who they are. Hi, we're the Chicago bowling team. <laughs> Guy's name Al. Let's boogie. I guess I'm in luck, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what's great about this? It's because they're. I hate, hate these jokes about like the butch, lesbian, ugly woman thing. It's so old hack. But what I like about this is that they're actually somewhat attracted me like these look like some fun ladies i would not mind going out to the bar having some beers with them i like them and i was with them too i think on that yeah just like you al said let's boogie (laughs) (laughs) so al takes off with these chicks and that's that he just leaves can i bring back one little thing uh with joe when he comes up to al he's just like so, yeah, we're coming up to the biggest time of the day. The busiest uh, time, yeah. Busiest time of the day. And uh, I, for some reason, when I do Joe's voice, I do Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and then it, it just, this next scene's weird because he just goes like, this chick comes up like, hey, Joe. And he looks like, hey, you, what? Then he, like, thinks for a second and goes, well, I guess you're on your own. It just, it, it's like... It was just like they thought it up in that second to do that scene right there and improv. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would have actually. I kind of wish Joe st- stuck around for the rest. Yeah, of the like he sounded like he was about to. Like, all right, man, we're coming up to the busiest time of the day. You and me, we're going to do it. That's right. Then this chick comes over. Hey, you know what? Instead, right, you do it. <laughs> they could have had a cool chemistry together. It's kind of a shame that that never happened. Right? I'd watch that spinoff. Al and Joe. Al and Joe. 50-year-old Joe and uh, 70-something-year-old Al. I know. and they, they oh, he, oh, witness protection. Al is Habib now and has to roommate with Joe. And oh, <laughs> I'm loving this. Write it now. <laughs> nice. So we'll be right back to rate this episode. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app, 
go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. How many Swedish girl hooters are a-bouncing? How many pairs of hooters <laughs> are a-bouncing on these bumpy roads out of five for this episode? Jamie. Ooh. I would... You know what? I'm going to say five. Whoa! I legitimately laughed out loud a lot during this. I think there were some great jokes. I like the fact that we had a whole new set. Yeah, I'm going to say five. Yeah, nice. Five out of five. Perfection. Dan, how many Swedish be- Swedish girl hooters pairs of... You know what I mean. Out of five. Are bouncing for this episode. Well, Al, this episode gets all the boobs because this episode is the tits. Um, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I think that the fact that they used all the big gun writers, you know, uh, it was a... The creators. It was an all-hands-on-deck episode. It showed the uh, the set was good, whether it was a set or not, whether we're debating that or just the fact that we're debating that. Uh, the lighting of the set. Should be a, a, should, yeah, it should be a testament to how uh, how good that was. Uh, everything that we've talked about from, from all the one-liners, they even fit uh, Marcy and Jefferson in there. Like, they, it was just such a well-rounded episode. Um, everybody had great jokes. It was just... Uh, it's it's one of those classic episodes where I think we've pretty much summed up why it's such a classic episode. They were really firing all cylinders for this one. So five boobs out of five. Yeah, this will this is guaranteed to be on everyone's top five of the wrap up show. Absolutely. Our special guest, Tyler Tigno. How many Swedish Pairs of Hooters are a-bouncing on these bumpy roads out of five for this episode for you. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Jamie and Dan, too. Five pairs of honking, succulent breasts. Yeah. <laughs> I This episode is a perfect episode if you want to just show someone married with children for the first time. Um, like, just be like, hey... That Jefferson is a guy who comes in later. Just don't worry about him. But like, it's it's got everything. Don't it doesn't it hits all the beats. Uh, great Al stuff. The Shenandoah thing at the beginning because like <laughs> Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty. Yeah. <laughs> like the great stuff with Joe. Great set. Uh, like I, I was very surprised that I'd never seen this episode before. So this was a great episode to be on. And um, I just yeah. Five pairs of succulent breasts completely. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, you were a great addition to this show. It's amazing that you're such a big fan and you've never seen this before and you just straight out killed it on this review, dude. It literally is so good that it's just that kind of thing. Like, Dan knew what it was as soon as I talked about it and, you know, he was just like a little bit more than a casual fan. Jamie grew up with it. I'm obsessed with it. So it's like you have to know this. And the fact that you didn't and still, you know, came out firing on all cylinders, 
that just is a testament to this episode. I mean, it was written by the two creators of the show. Every joke is amazing. I mean, you could say the ones were, well, you know, Bud thinks a chimp is hot. That's not such a great joke or whatever. But that's not a, that's not above the Bundies to make chimp and monkey jokes. I love it. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody could say that Kelly's, oh, we'll just breathe the air that's around. You could say, well, that really didn't kill it, really. That wasn't that great. But at the same time, you know what? It's like you could take two seconds of 22 minutes and point that out as something. But guess what? You can't say anything about the other 21 minutes and you know 56 seconds i mean it doesn't burn you out they, sometimes when there's an episode where every joke is killer it burns you out at the end this you one almost doesn't. can't laugh anymore right yeah i was able to laugh through this entire thing <laughs> right right so it is just phenomenal i mean they pull out every joke you could almost make about pulling your car up to a gas you know a crappy car up to a gas station pump you know? right the hood coming off the light coming that was they take the hood off like completely the tires are freaking <laughs> flat like there's nothing that's right with this guy's car is it engine plug her nylons were there look good driving or look good walking <laughs> oh i forgot about the nylons oh my god yeah like everything Oh, and by the way, he said he was down four quarts of oil. That meant he probably still has at least one quart left from their first anniversary gift. Wow. Look oh, at you remember. Wow. Hey, I've got I got good people like, you know, uh, throwing all these info at me to keep it in my head. <laughs> He's like, uh, got a motor oil of 40 weight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that oil's still in your car. <laughs> yeah, it's still from the uh, back then. Yeah, I wonder if she still has those road flares, though. That's what I'm really wondering. Does it, she it, still have a car? The car that she <laughs> right. won in the game show? Oh, yeah, she got rid of that old car anyway and got that new Mustang. She doesn't even have that car, so it's weird that he... Wow, that dude, you just pointed out a flaw. Continuity problems with married with children? Never. <laughs> but then somebody could argue, well, we don't know that Peg sold that other car, so you know what? We can't win. Right. Here, so. <laughs> it's, in her storage, uh, it's in her storage unit that Al doesn't know about. but yeah amazing Habib shirts are amazing Um, every interaction Marcy Jefferson like Dan said amazing Jefferson killed it with talking about the breasts it just never it never missed anything this is a 5 out of 5 so this is a true hall of famer now I mean it's you know now we have a guest on and we still got straight across 5 out of 5 so this is an absolute hall of fame episode just like we said in the last one that it would be yep <sighs> this is what Married with Children is all about, man. This is it. The sarcasm, this type of humor, the low-life humor, the life sitting on Al's head with him. He has to go with those women at the end, and Bud gets the bikini team. But he wouldn't know what to do with them when he got them, so what good is that? Nah, he, he like, uh, you think Jim and American Pie with Nadia uh, having two mm. best? Uh, he <laughs> Oh, boy. Six of them. Six Nadia's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, guys. So we're back to our normal weekly schedule. So tune in next week as we embark on a big, big three-parter. This is a very controversial three-parter. Some people don't like it. Some people say it's their favorite. And Jamie doesn't like it when sitcoms leave and go to places like England. But I do not snobby English 
now you're going to have to face it head on in in-depth review as we tackle England Show Part 1. Lower Uncton, England, 1653. Seamus Bundy makes the mistake of insulting oh, a no. witch. <laughs> oh, no. Seamus Bundy. Bundy. He's like, oh, God, what are we it's doing British, here? It's British, Homer. And, like, it's literally the same joke. <laughs> insulting a witch who casts an evil spell upon the land, shading the town in darkness forever, as long as a male Bundy lives. <laughs> In present day, 1992, Lower Uncton still in darkness. The townspeople have successfully killed all the male Bundy descendants of Seamus McBundy, except for Al and Bud. Let's boogie. 